Hey, it's Gavin. Welcome to the Four Friends and Family podcast. It's Thursday, April 16th. It's 2.01 in the afternoon here in Los Angeles. 2.1 million people have the virus. 540,000 have recovered. And I want to leave it there on a positive note because I have a positive person on the podcast today. Nate, welcome, Nate. Hey, thanks for having me, Gavin. Now, you are not a long-term friend of mine, when that's generally who I've been interviewing. In fact, I just met you yesterday, but we had such a great conversation that I just, I wanted to get you on the podcast because I think a lot of people can learn from you. Tell everyone what you do. Yeah. Um, so I was a former manager at uh, Inc. Magazine, suicide prevention counselor, and uh, also a cattle rancher in the Australian Outback. So um, that's what I did. And somehow that led to me being a, a coach. Uh, I help usually business owners and artists with strategy, mindset, and emotional resilience. And uh, I also cover these topics as a writer. I have a column on Thrive Global, and I have a blog on on Medium. Okay, we are going to talk about four things. Everyone else that they're like, oh my god, I'm going to get coached. I don't want to be coached. I don't need anything. I'm doing fine, thanks. And that's why I wanted to have our conversation is because it was great. You know, I think what you do is important. And I don't. We don't want to talk. You're not a life coach. You're not one of these crazy people out there who are like, okay, I'm going to help you steer your way through the world, um, no. because that's not what you're talking about. You have four. There's four key things we're going to talk about, which I think are exciting. Be grateful for assholes. I love this. That's going to be the name of the podcast i'm pretty sure stop <laughs> coddling yourself sort of life coachy not gonna lie but that's still fine way <laughs> too much time is screwing you that's sort of true and why you can't complete your 10-year goals in six months or your 10-year goal i put s on the end uh, but you, you why you can't complete your 10-year goal in six months okay let's try it. So let's start with the first one be grateful for assholes Yes. Uh, the point behind that is, um, you know, everything's a polarity in order in order to have the good, you're going to have the bad and the yin and the yang. And that does sound, you know, very spiritual and heady. But in, in reality, it's uh, it's it's pretty simple to see. I mean, you know, you need to be grateful for the for the crappy times and the crappy people that you meet. Um, not because they somehow make you tougher, although that can be, that is obviously good, but more along the lines of my point is like, without them, you wouldn't recognize the things that are actually good. Now, what if you, what if you're like me and you're the asshole, then what should you do? (laughs) If if you're, if I'm you and you're, and I'm the asshole, well, well, like if, if I'm the asshole guy in your life, right? And you're saying, be grateful for assholes. Now I've come along and I'm the asshole guy that, that has made you sort of look at your life differently, which I love, by the way, this whole idea of like, you know, cause we spend a lot of time dealing with people who I think is mostly cultural fit, but it's like, you know, you, you just, you, people grate you the wrong way. Like let's define asshole. What, what, what do you mean in this article that you read, you wrote, what, what do you mean by asshole? Sure. Well, I mean, an asshole could be anybody who, uh, from somebody who cuts you off on the road or, or is just a jerk at the supermarket, but it can also be, uh, you know, your boss, uh, just general assholes. Um, so, 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 so people that don't agree with you or people that put that, that you feel offended by in this, in this giant offended culture. Is that what we mean by it? Like, cause I mean, there's lots of people out there that when I lived in New York, you know, they're just New Yorkers. They're, they're not being assholes. That's just the culture. Right. Yeah. And so I, I, that's that's why I just wanted to get into the bottom of it. It's, it's, it's someone that gives you a negative that makes you feel, you know, 
where you're like, what are you doing? Like that sort of thing. That's what you mean by asshole. Yes, that's what I mean by asshole. And speaking of uh, running into assholes in New York, if you expect, uh, you know, if you move to New York because of all the good things and you expect there to be no assholes, well, then you're kind of the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you move to New York expecting there to be no assholes? Like, you well, got to I mean, I mean well, I, I'm, I'm a very I have a very New Yorker personality even though i live in los angeles but you know i and i am canadian you would think but i left canada for the very reason that i think in canada most people thought i was an asshole just because i'm very much like a new yorker i like the efficient i just just get to the point like don't like none of this passive aggressive stuff where it's like well you know and then you do something else i'm like just be straight up with me i'm the 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 thing i liked about new york and the thing i sometimes like about assholes so i take it to point is that they're just being blunt in some cases, right? They're just being blunt yeah. and they're just saying, hey, listen, you're a big person. You're an adult. I can tell you something. I'm not going to coddle you with this. I'm just going to say right up, you know, you're bothering me. And I may feel yeah. that you're an asshole, but at the end of the day, what I'm, what, you know, that th- th- there are some, I, there are some assholes that have good intentions. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Um, I absolutely agree with that. I'm from Nebraska. So, People in the Midwest are generally kind of similar as, as what you just described in Canada. You know, they're kind of passive. And if they want something and but they don't tell you up front, that can make them passive aggressive. And I think that's a real asshole. Um, but it, what I mean in this situation is that uh, even a situation can be an asshole like this. The uh, coronavirus is an asshole. But only when it happens do you realize how much you enjoyed the things that you did that you took for granted. So, you know, when you meet somebody, when you meet your partner or something like that, what do you say? You say they stood out from the crowd. Well, you need the crowd or you need past douchebags you've dated or whatever to make you realize who are the keepers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you you need those people in your life. And sometimes the worse things get, uh, uh, conversely, the better you your experience when you're experiencing really good things. Well, let's, Um, well, let's, let's move on to the next thing then, because I think that, you know, the stop coddling yourself, what did you mean by that? Does that sort of go back to this whole idea of like, be grateful for assholes. They're telling you something about and stop coddling yourself. What do you mean by coddling? No, uh, with coddling, you know, we live in this age where everybody needs to be heard and everybody needs to be understood. Um, and you know, if you're not understood, then somehow that, other person's the bad guy. Uh, and it just creates like a really, really soft mentality and a soft culture. Um, and you know, we go to therapists and stuff like that. And granted, there are people that do need therapy, but some people just, they don't need anybody else to listen to them. They don't need anybody else to understand them. They just need to, um, do these two things that I really love and, uh, stop it and do it. There's this great, article or this is this great sketch on mad tv with bob newhart where this woman comes in and she's got all he plays a therapist this woman comes in she's got all these problems and he's just like stop it like that was his therapy just stop it (laughs) stop (laughs) doing what's bothering you so yeah i mean of course sometimes it can be harder than that but sometimes you just need to like get the hell out of your head you know if you're in bed and you're the covers are warm just get the hell out of bed you know no one's gonna take pity on you for how warm your bed is and how you just couldn't get out because your brain was, no, just get out of bed. So, I, and I mean, then, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and then there's this other great video. Probably a lot of people know Shia LaBeouf standing in front of this green screen. It was parodied ages ago. And he's just like, do it. Oh yeah. And 
it's such a good video. Like when you really look at it, it's like, yeah, just do it. What? Get out of your head. No one cares what you're going through. No yeah. one cares what you're going through. I love it. I I love it when people are like really like that where they're, you know, a lot. I think you have to just like, you have to set goals and go and do stuff and just say you're going to do it and go and do it. And and that's the thing is a lot of people say they're going to do stuff, but they don't actually do it. But it is that, that therapeutic feeling of like, okay, well, if you're that type of person like myself, who's like, okay, I'm going to go and do this. But, but when I say I'm going to go and do something, I've usually thought about it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and do that. And I think that that's where people sometimes fall down and then they feel bad about themselves because saying, well, I'm thinking about all these things, but I don't do any of them. It's hard. It's hard to do stuff. Yes. And that's why I, you know, am able to have the profession that I have. So these aren't things that I just like, you know, I'm not this harsh with clients and stuff like that, but I do bring them up every once in a while because sometimes they are in a position where they should just stop, you know, coddling themselves and just go and do it. So I'm, you know, I played football. I had coaches that were hard on us. Um, I'm not going to be hard on my clients, but I will push them outside of their comfort zones um, because, yeah. Well, let's get on to number three. Why too much time is screwing you? Is this is this, this is the leisure culture that we're in? You know, we all have jobs and that sort of stuff. But what do you mean by why too much time is screwing you? I have so many things I want to do. I have these this list of a hundred. I call it that. I just want it that I. These are all things that if I had all the time in the world, I would just end up doing. And I and I, I no for no other reason than I just love the I like I love them. I've got lots and lots of ideas that I want to do. So I write out this whole list and I keep stroking them off when I get them done. Not goal oriented just because I know I'm going to have a fun time doing them. So why is too much time screwing you? Sure. Well, this, um, you know, this goes to part what's called Parkinson's law, which uh, if you're not familiar with it, it says that um, you'll complete the time, uh, you'll complete the project in the time you've allotted. So if you give yourself a week to do it, you'll do it in a week. If you give yourself a day to do it, you'll do it in a day. Now, during coronavirus, a lot of people have so much time and they have similar lists to what you have. But they're overwhelmed by the time they're overwhelmed by filling the day. So they either uh, expand upon their bad habits. You know, the idle, uh, what is it? Idle hands uh, is the devil's work or something like that. <laughs> not, you know, this not going religious or anything here, but like, yeah, you'll sit around, you'll whatever you'll masturbate. You'll use, or, you'll, you'll use up the time. You'll use that, up the time. That's a lot. Now, now there is the opposite of that. I know because I'm a bit of, I drive people pretty hard when they work for me. And as I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm experienced, so I know how long things take. Um, but also (laughs) you also have to some, you know, sometimes you set deadlines that are a little bit, you know, shy because you want people to push really hard and get it done. Um, but you have to be careful because you can burn people out. Right. So it's, I I think, I think you're more talking about people when they're at home. I mean, what we have on our fridge is something called before TV. So we make a list of all these things is the, of that you could just have to do one of them before TV. So it might be like we have to sign some documents or we have to, um, you know, uh, look at our credit card statement or something, something that takes, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But it's so easy just to get in front of Netflix and then, you know, go <laughs> and and then it's gone and then yeah. you feel bad about yourself the next day. But if you limit yourself a little bit or you do one thing before, I think the one thing I've learned through my whole life, which it sounds like you are sort of imparting on your clients is this idea that you just have to, you just have to get started 
And sometimes if you just get started, it's amazing how quickly you can get things done. Like this podcast, for example, I've done up to now about 34. This is my 35th podcast I've done in two weeks, right? And I just said, I, I wasn't going to do anything crazy. I, I just, I, I got a platform. I use Spreaker, which is really easy. I use Skype and I use a call recorder that I paid 30 bucks for and I record it. And I just said, I'm just going to have conversations with people about stuff, right? I, I didn't, I don't really care what anyone else thinks. And if anyone else listens, now people are listening, which is great, but I just wanted to be able to have this whole thing. So I just started doing them and I started calling my friends and you know, we were all, t- we weren't doing anything during COVID and we were having great, now I've got this great format, right? <laughs> where, where I just go and have conversations with people. There's nothing, you know, I get to the point right away and all that sort of stuff. Now I am, I am yammering on a little bit and people are like, dear God, please make him stop. So, okay. So why yeah. too much time is screwing you? I get, let's go to I, the fourth one. Did I you do want to, yeah, was there, yeah, go ahead. Before we end that and then um, I, I like you were saying you, you you don't try to make it the most perfect thing in the world but gradually it will become better and you'll get more in a groove and so I learned that I, I learned that from Michelangelo I should say like when he did sculpting um, what he would do is he would look at the rock he would see the thing in it but then he would just chop you know when you're sculpting you're just chopping away at things and then you get to the thing you know you don't end up with the perfect rock right off the you know everything finished you have to get to a point and i think that that's where i learned some of what i do is i'm like just get started on it you may not be the perfect may not happen but at the end of the day it could be good anyway continue that that's that's just more about me and as you know i like to talk about me this is all about me this is my show (laughs) yeah um I, i advocate you know um just creating false deadlines if you don't actually have a deadline. A lot of the people that I work with don't have bosses, so they have to do this. And then create like a time bubble. Um, so just like write them down. Have that be your win. If you're really paralyzed and you can't even do anything that day, just write a false deadline. And then number two, create a time bubble. And then number three, fill that time bubble with just oh, okay. three things, three you're things. Gonna, yeah, you're going to have to explain. Here. Can I just jump in a little bit quickly and say, yep. okay, can you define those? So um, what the false timeline and this time bubble is. Sure. False Except deadline. A false deadline would be like, I'm going to complete this, uh, you know, by this date. It's just a deadline. But if nobody's making you do it, you just got to create it for yourself. That's what I call a false deadline. Okay. And then a time bubble is just simply like, it can be a 10 minute time bubble. It can be a two hour time bubble. But you you fill it with whatever you want. And that bubble, it can float around during the day, but I I recommend having it right when you wake up, complete your first thing. And then fill it with just three main things. And they they talk about this in Strategic Coach, Dan Sullivan. Um, Just pick three things that will move you ahead each day. At the end of the week, you'll have 21 things. At the end of the year, um, I haven't done the math yet, but you'll have, um, you know, that many wins. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just little by little. Stop overwhelming yourself. The rule of three is pretty important. I use it a lot. Like I make, you know, I used to for my business and I used to tell the people, the staff that work with me as I'm, I'm like, you do three things that's going to move our business forward today. Like, what are they? Are you going to send three emails? Are you going to make three phone calls? Are you going to follow up with three things? But three things that are actual, actionable point, you know, actionable things that you do. Usually it's email for me or I contact someone or something like that. And I just say, okay, once I've done those three, I said the rest of the day is a win. And especially at the executive yeah. level, they say if you complete one thing a day, you're doing really well. Yeah, the rest of the day is a win. That's I think that's really important. So. Okay, let's go to the fourth one. Why you can't complete your 10-year goal in six months. What does that mean? Sure. This comes from Peter Thiel. I didn't make it up. Um, but okay. this is the, the value of thought experiments. So you, a lot of people, when they, 
when they do thought experiments, they immediately reject and they're like, oh, that's not possible. The, the point is not to think it's possible. The point is imagine it's possible and then how would that happen? So this, what this does is it helps you clear a lot of the crap. So if you're, if you're, you know, if you have an A point and a B point and you're, you know, jumping around all these things, the, the point is to figure out how to make that line as straight as possible. Um, uh, the magic of thinking big, I can't remember the author off the top of my head, but he puts up, he's like, okay, imagine you have to get rid of the prison system in five years. Yeah, all of his yeah. students are like, that's not possible. That's not the point is to think it's possible. The point is if it was possible and if you had to do it, how would it be done? And that's, um, and, and, and just to inter interrupt is that, that that's what COVID has done. Like I know personally, we were selling a house up in Canada and what would have taken five years to change the laws they did in two days. So exactly. you, you were able to like, you're not allowed to sign real estate documents in except in front of a lawyer. Like you must do it. Well, they changed the law overnight, like literally in two days so that <laughs> in the particular province or state that we were selling that they, we, we could do it over zoom. And the lawyer was like, he's like this, uh, th these are the unintended outcomes of COVID that are, that are making everyone work together really quickly to get things done. I think that normally, you know, people that would never do zoom calls, you know, they're like older or something like that. Like, I know I'm not doing a video call. They have to do them now. And now yep. they know how to do them. So <laughs> I think that, I think that's sort of what you're saying is that this idea of like, you know, sure it might be a 10 year goal. And I think, isn't it Bill Gates that says most people underestimate, uh, overestimate what they can do in 10 years and underestimate in a year. Is it yes. something like that? Yes. Or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe it's the reverse. <laughs> I think people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10. Either yeah. way, I've said it both ways, so I'm right. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> and it's your podcast, so of course you're <laughs> This right. is my podcast! <laughs> um, the other thought experiment that I like is comes from Tim Ferriss, and it's, uh, it's just like, what if this were easy? Like, if something is really hard, you're taking a step back, Maybe it's you making it harder than it really is. Um, and also, again, that helps you clear the crap, like cut the fat. What if what would this look like if it were easy? Maybe you need to outsource most of it and you don't need to do any of it. Um, but these are just thought experiments that, again, might not be likely, might not be even have a shred of possibility. But if they were possible, how would they be done? And I think that gets your uh, mind in another gear um, and helps you um, see a little clearer or at least from a different perspective. Well, I love it. I think it's, you know, a really strong way to look at it. In the last like sort of minute and a half that we have left here, can you just tell me sort of about some of the things your clients struggle with that maybe have stood out for you over the years that people could benefit from from here? Like maybe, you know, anything sort of business related that maybe a common problem that most people come to you with and that you would, you know, give your particular advice on? Because I think that would be interesting for people. Yeah, sure. Um one of the biggest pervading issues that people have, and it takes a, it can take a minute to get there, but um, a lot of people, they're, they complete goals because of they're trying to prove something to a family member. Um, I had this one client who she wanted to be a lawyer uh, and was already a real estate agent. And I was like, why do you want to be a lawyer? She, she hated it. She wasn't passing any of her exams and stuff like that. Find out like after a couple of sessions, oh, her dad is a real estate uh, agent and uh, lawyer. And he wasn't, it came to, it came very clear that he wasn't ever going to be pleased by anything she did. 
Um, so I think you really need to look at why you're doing what you're doing. Uh, but she should be, but she should be grateful for that asshole that is her dad because she ended up with you. Right. And she ended up working through it and realizing that she didn't care, didn't need to care what her dad was. And it has led to a lot of her success. So she can be uh, grateful for that. Um, and a lot of people, uh, you know, they will like, you're talking about New York city. Why would you move to New York city and think there are going to be no assholes? Like, don't be surprised by getting what you asked for. That's that's one. Um, similar with living in L.A. You want the sun, you're also going to get the traffic. Don't be aggravated that there's a traffic jam. Of course, you're going to get traffic. really, really, really flaky people. So just <laughs> warning to anyone that comes out here, if you come from New York, be prepared. People here are so flaky and they don't work on the weekends. Oh, my God. That's And no one wears a suit. I, I remember seeing a person in a suit. I was like, what? Where am I? Well, the uh, agents wear suits. Yeah, that's true. Agents wear suits. That's right. Um, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go go ahead. You you you. Well, let's just wrap it up right now. I don't want to like you know keep you on too long. But it's it's that you know have you, have you got that all encompassing coaching one sentence that makes everything pure and clear for me for the rest of the day? Oh my god. Well, I think the biggest thing for me is like you're gonna die. So. Uh, <laughs> You're going to die. This, 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 you meditate on that. That's going to make every experience that you have better because you know it might not happen again. It's going to like if you really, really dig into it, it's going to help alleviate your anxiety because you're like, I'm going to die. This is like this is nothing. This is a deal. Yeah. Just go have a good time. Make yourself productive if you want to be productive. At the end of the day, you're going to die. Everybody else is going to die. Everybody who could remember even leave your legacy is going to die. So just start doing what you need to do. Nice. Nate, I've really enjoyed our chat and I think hopefully I can impart some things to my listeners that are, are important. Um, if people want to find you on the social medias, where do they go? Sure. Well, they can, I mean, Nate Johnson's a pretty, (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I was asking. (laughs) Well, you can, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's just Nate Johnson. And I think it's Nate dash Johnson is my, um, uh, LinkedIn, Nate Josh Johnson. Um, but then my email is Nate at Nate Johnson dot coach, not dot com, but dot coach. So that's where people can actually reach me. And then I have a blog on medium and, and, um, stuff like that. But yeah. Nice. Um, I will put your blog posts into, uh, the description of this podcast. If you want to see them, um, be grateful for assholes. Stop coddling yourself. Way too much time is screwing you. Why you can't complete your 10 year goal in six months. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gavin. This is a lot of fun.